Welcome to the CCW Save Podcast. I am Rob High here in Oklahoma City, joined by my co-host, Phil Naiman. Phil's out in California right now, and finally back in the flesh, we got uh, our chief operating officer, founder of CCW Safe, one of the co-founders, That's Stan right. Campbell. Stan, it's so hello. good to have you back, brother. Hello, hello, Rob, Phil. Hello, hello. And great to see you, Stan. Audience. You said you love to see me, right? <laughs> I do, and it's great to see you. Okay. It's good to uh. see you. Yes, but it's been a minute. I haven't been on in a while, um, but glad to be back. Um, got a lot of good stuff going on with CCW Safe. But uh, I think Kent did a podcast with you recently about all the new improvements, right? He did. He did all the upgrades and and uh, new terms of service. It's something that without having been actually kind of hands-on part of that i i never would have dreamt what a headache it was to to increase benefits for people but um we're super excited to have that done and it it's it's kind of separated us from everybody there is nobody nobody Absolutely. out there that that can compete with us right now so yeah, and you know, it, it took us about six months to come up with that package and decide, you know, which direction we would go in, you know, uh, and make improvements and you know, to, and benefit increases, like you stated. Um, you know, it's important for us to like just to keep trying to find new things to, you know, provide the the members, you know, so that they're covered that much more. And uh, I mean, we're not all the way topped out yet, but we're getting pretty close. There's nobody that that can touch the benefits list that we have. No. Like I'm, and, I'm really, really happy with what we've done, and we've already just taken the lid off anybody as far as being able to compete with us as far as the service end. Absolutely, um, yeah. Our our response if you're involved in an incident is absolutely in a league of its own. So, yeah. um, really, really honored and happy to to be a part of that team, but but to work for a group of men that that are always looking to to find ways to make it even better for our members is, you know, we started this thing out, you know, you and Mike back 10, 11 years ago, really pressing to make this uh, kind of comparable to what was available to on-duty law enforcement officers. And it is nothing like that now. We it We've surpassed what is available to them as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, really it, proud of it, Rob. I, I, I am. It's been, a, it's been a long journey and, um, you know, with the support of those, you know, nationally that, you know, you know, choose CCW Safe to to be their, their partners, you know, when they have their second fight, which is that legal battle following a self-defense incident. You know, um, I mean, we can't do it without them, of course, but, you right. know, are uh, really proud to to offer what we offer but you know i think it, it comes down to this package is the most awesome the best the greatest thing you hope you never have to use in your life right it, it, it it's going to be the shiny bobbles like wow it's really great that's there i hope i never have to use this thing yeah but we're here it's to there. talk about but it's there a lot of people using it and, uh, you know, um, you know, I, th I think today's discussion is going to be about 
um, you know, how to how to best align, how the members could best align themselves with the services and benefits without stepping outside those those boundaries and those lines, you know, because, you know, no matter how awesome we are, we can't cover everything. And sometimes, you know, it's a small number, but sometimes, you know, people with firearms become their own worst enemy. And, you know, that's what, you know, we're here for, you know, I sit as the chair of the coverage committee and, you know, we, we go over these things individually, you know, as they come in and some of them, you know, are really questionable in reference to the actions of the members. And we, and we, we do everything in our power to help them out and to do what we can to, to cover them. But, but we're going to discuss some things today that, you know, absolutely outside the the boundaries of coverage, and uh, so that you guys are informed again, and make sure that you don't get yourselves in trouble, right, Rob? Absolutely. Um, you know, we we get so many questions daily. Um, our customer service team does, and there there's a lot of those they can't answer that they forward on to to Gary and myself. Um, there's times that Gary and I don't have the answers, and we forward them on on up the chain uh, through, through the administration. So, um, but there's some of them that are kind of go without saying, you know, one of the ones, and I, I shared with Stan this week, we had had a gentleman call in. He said, yes, I've been involved in an incident. I had to defend myself. I'm, I'm a member. Uh, I'm not sure I'm a member. Um, I, th I thought I had U.S. Law Shield, and I called them, and they said no, call CCW Safe, and and so I, even if even if I don't have you guys, if I if I back paid, would, <laughs> would you cover me? And that's that's like saying I buy a new car, and I go out on my way home, and I crash it, and I don't have insurance on it, and I say, oh, I I forgot, I need to call Allstate. And and it's after the fact. So so that's something that. It, yeah, you know, uh, although your your comparison is laughable, um, we can't laugh at, at what's going on with these folks that are calling because, you know, we, we've had and um, it's, it's safe for me to say in the past year and a half, we've had four people call that were not members that have that used deadly force. Yeah then tried to become members afterwards. Um, that's not how it works. And, you know, the worst thing to do is to sit back. You know, there's a lot of people that just listen to our podcast and um, they say, oh, you know, I'm thinking about doing it next time. But know that if you call after the fact, we're not going to cover you because you're not a member during the time of the incident. Yeah. And that, that's one of those big things is that, you know, you have to be a member um, we can't back pay it. We can't do anything like that. Don't give your friend the number if they're in trouble. Um, you know, they have to be a member if the incident occurred. And that's, uh, it's just not funny to me because like I said, people's lives are being taken and then you're, you're, you're left, you know, to be by yourself. And it, it's a very expensive and, you know, emotionally trying process to, to be, you know, to have the system point the finger at you and say, you're you're a murderer you know yeah um even if the system doesn't some civil attorney will i mean we just saw a case nationwide where a criminal 
somebody involved in a criminal act was dispatched and the family suing for 10 million bucks. Yeah. You know, and and, and I agree with you feel like, I mean, this, the civil thing is it's a monster and and people take advantage of a lot of ambulance chase chasers, you know, that are call themselves civil attorneys, but it's that first, that first battle, which is the criminal case for your, for your freedom. Freedom, freedom is big. Like I love my freedom. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I, I love being free. I, you know, I, I had a, a medical battle in the end of, you know, sep- September of 2021, which landed me in the, um, in the ICU for five days. And there was something about them telling me that I couldn't leave. I didn't even like being there, let alone jail. For me, that was jail because I put so many people in jail over the you know past twenty some odd years. But it was like, wow, I can't leave. But you know, to be in prison is not a friendly place. And don't get that don't don't mistake that for jail because sometimes strategically, if you're in a self defense incident, you should. It's okay to visit jail for a second. Let us get you out. You know, before you run your mouth and say something you should not that might end you in you know, end you up in, in prison. So, yep. but uh, yeah, you don't want that to make, make that your home. And then you have to worry about the civil suit and then they would take your real home as well. <clears throat> so it's crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's some of the other things that, that are out there as well, that even though we're, we're very, very open, it's not like something hidden in the terms. Um, we're hiding it from you that, that or, or even make him believe that we're going to cover something, but, but very simple common sense things. Um, and we, we had this discussion in the office this week about the numbers annually of firearms that are recovered going through security at TSA, things like that. Yeah. Cause those are, those are just, you know, I just, just from having, routine training and carrying a firearm and doing the things that I do. Um, I know that if they run it through the, the one machine, they're probably going to get the scent of gunpowder or something. Um, I empty my stuff out completely before we have to make a work trip. I, I don't have any chance that that's left out there. And, and, and that's just something that, that we've all got to be cognizant of and and be responsible gun owners so absolutely you know uh, go ahead phil you got it i i just was gonna say you know your your favorite backpack maybe you use it for training or it's at the range or something like that and i don't know how many times i've been going through it and there's like a loose nine millimeter shell at the bottom yeah from from clearing a gun or it's in your pocket or something like that and just gets dropped in there so yeah when you're doing your carry-on I, I literally have to take o- open every little pocket and shake the thing upside down <laughs> to make sure because yeah. don't want to be that guy, right? Yeah, you know, uh, I incidentally. Up, yeah, I ended up, I think I've, I've lost probably about seven knives accidentally, you know, because- Always really always the benchmaids of the Spartans are the really good the ones, right? Yeah, always the benchmade. And uh, so yeah. I've lost seven knives. And, and just like Phil's talking about, one bullet, one, I mean, they, they, they caught me with a bullet that would just lodge like right, right down in like a crease and I didn't see it. And, you know, so what I started doing was like Phil talked about, everybody has their favorite backpack. So I, I bought two 
I bought two of my favorite backpacks. One is for training. And then the other, you know, I put a ribbon on that's for my travel. So I don't mistake the two. And then that way, you know, it's just one of those things that will keep you from, you know, losing your knives and leaving bullets in it. And, um, you know, now I'm not going to get busted with a gun because I really will check for guns and make sure there's no guns in there. But I'm, what about um, foreign travel? You know, there was a NASCAR, was a NASCAR driver recently in Mexico and got found with a pistol. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I, I used to travel to Bermuda because I trained their police department at one time in back in 2003. And, and, and they were given people for every loose round, they were given 10 years to do. And I was like, okay, that right there will make you open your eyes up. So I, I made sure I didn't have any in my, my foreign travel. But yeah, you have to be careful. But people get, they get kind of lax when it comes down to domestic travel. So they really, you know, I mean, like I said, just get yourself a checkoff list, do anything that you can that, you know, get yourself an extra bag, like I stated. Anything that you can to separate your firearm and your training gear from your travel gear. Is there any coverage for CCW safe out of the country? No, sir. No, sir. We we, we kind of stay home because we don't want to mess with anybody else's laws. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard enough with some of these states, you know, here in the United States, but yeah, I, I might know about those. The, un the unfriendly, you know, gun states. But yeah, we, we, we keep it home because, you know, this is what we know. These are the attorneys that we know. This is the criminal process that we've grown up with, you know, and being in law enforcement. Um, you know, we, we have, I mean, Don West and, and the, the team that, that he he brings forward, you know, just some of the best in the nation. Yeah. It's amazing how many attorneys are just across the nation that are great attorneys, great trial attorneys, but just don't specialize in use of force because that's a specialty. So that, that, that that's what's, you know, Don West is the blessing for that reason. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the, one of the other things that falls under that kind of, kind of the same thing as TSA is, is uh, any kind of negligent actions with a firearm. You know, that's why you, you hear Phil and I all the time preaching about training and discipline and, you know, checking your emotions. So negligent discharges and things like that are, are, are not covered events. Um, it, it's one thing if you if you're gonna call and say, "Listen, I don't, I don't know what direction to go." Um, you know, we always we always tell our members to to notify law enforcement. Always be the first to call um, right. and self report. So, um, but but things that are are done out of negligence or or anything that is unsafe is is not a covered incident for us yeah absolutely um, and, and then you know the, you know the accidental discharges negligent you know discharges or wherever you are in the country or however you call it you know those those are not the things that we're it doesn't align yourself with self-defense incidents so it has nothing so to do with th there's a famous video of some guy who's trying to do a quick draw with the 1911 and uh you know has a discharge and he walked towards the camera going, I just shot myself. So he would not have coverage. Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, I mean, even if you hate yourself so much and you say that this was self-defense against me, we're not going <laughs> to, that's not going to happen. So, you know, you know, I mean, just got to be mindful. Like really, you know, uh, if you have not been to safety classes, please go to a safety class, you know, Absolutely. A great instructor. Uh, that that does that, you know, that right there is a foundation. Safety is a foundation, whether you keep your 
firearms, you know, locked or unlocked, whatever, whatever happens at your home, you know, safety's key because, you know, a, a bullet knows no name. Right. You know, you say the, the negligence part, and I think that that's maybe something you want to drill down a little bit on. And um, why wouldn't they cover negligence? So again, you know, I'm, I'm the layman here. Well, somebody could say that they accidentally shot X, right? Uh, accidentally, I was cleaning my gun and I accidentally shot X. Um, that would be... Oh, uh, and X or X? X, uh, something okay. they shouldn't have shot. All uh, right. Right. On the wall, right? And uh, now there's property damage, whatever it is. But um, I, I can see where that would be very dangerous if somebody was nefarious you know an accidental discharge there's a hole in the floor i, I get that somebody's injured in an accidental discharge that's that's something for law enforcement to sort out yeah and and, and you're right Phil. i think I've, i can count maybe two or three of those that we've had where they actually did go through the ceiling through the floor and through a wall so i mean we get those and luckily they didn't go through a person right person was lucky uh, you know but that, that that's something that depending on the agency, you know, they could just make a report and walk away or they can take you and take your gun. And, you know, that's definitely what you don't want, you know, yeah. not over you know, being unsafe. Right. Another, way, another that we get calls on um, are incidents that result in an arrest, mm -hmm. but are not the arrest is not related to a self-defense. Correct. Can you touch on those a little bit for us, Stan? Yeah. And uh, again, we, we have to take it back to our foundation, and that is covering critical self-defense incidents. That, that's what we were designed for. You know, when we you know created this model, that's what we wanted to do is take care of people who had to, you know, defend their lives. You know, that's the worst case scenario. Defend your life and you take a life. Um, so of course, sometimes there's secondary charges that go along with that, that we do cover, you know, because it's part of, you know, the, the incident, you know, so if it starts off as a self-defense incident, we cover it, you know, if it's a secondary charge, there's only been a few that we have not in which, you know, we've had, um, some, um, we, we had, we had a self-defense incident in Colorado where a, a member was also probably double the legal limit of alcohol in his system when someone it was a road rage incident somebody shot out of the back window he shot back at him and when yeah. he pulled the police over or oh, he flagged down an officer you know he had to deal with the consequences of a dui right so that, that's not something that we we really cover now we cover the, the shooting incident and we we took care of that fine but you know he had some past so he had to deal with that secondary incident and then there's other things, you know, like what Rob's bringing up is, you know, stuff that's totally outside the scope of coverage where it has nothing to do with self-defense at all. Right. Uh, with the exception of, you know, the the bonus coverage we give you guys for red flag type incidents. You know, we did start a couple of years ago covering those, um, you know, and uh, maybe, um, you know, with the ultimate plan, we cover like if your firearm your carry firearm is stolen, uh, but different things like that, but everything outside of that, you know, I mean, you get arrested for anything else, you know, we can't help you. That's right. not what we're designed for. We have attorneys and hire attorneys that deal with 
self-defense incident, not just regular gun charges where you got caught with a gun that was modified to the point that it was illegal in that state. Oh, or a California thing, you know, you've got a, you've got a, uh, a magazine that's, that's capable of more, more, you know, Chicago has the same thing. Um, you yeah, have we, to we bought all those during freedom week. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have to, the voting yeah. accident took the receipts. So what happens with that? So that's a good question. Cause you know, the, the sheriff in our County says no more than 10 rounds in your CCW firearm. Right. So if somebody had an extended, a normal capacity magazine in that firearm, uh, what happens there? Now you talk about if it's just a standalone charge or, or what? So yeah, I mean, well, say say they're involved in a in a self defense action and they ended up having a fifteen round magazine in their Glock nineteen instead of a ten round. Yeah, you know. Um... I'm okay with saying this, you know, if, it, if it's a self-defense incident and there's a secondary, you know, I'll call that a B charge because it really kind of a lower charge to us, but, you know, misdemeanor or a, a lower felony charge in reference to a magazine issue. I mean, we're still going to, we're still going to cover you. Uh, some of those things like, and we're not going to try to push those things apart from the case. Um, so we'll go ahead and cover it. Then I'm, I'm not giving you guys, you know, Right. Go out there and, and take a 30, 30 round clip and just go with it. But, you know, I mean, just we're not going to leave you hanging is, is what I'm saying, Phil. That That's a great point. But I think the sheriff, because, you know, you sign everything. Hey, 10 round, 10 round, 10 round um, on your CCW. I think that they would take umbrage if you were to do that. So they they may, you know, make an example of you that um, the sheriff signs off on your CCW as you're a person of good character. And you say, you're going to carry a 10 round magazine. Uh, my, my, for my Glock 19, I have a C in silver on the bottom of each of my 10 round magazines. Cause that's for carry. Gotcha. Right. That, so. We lose them. Yeah. You froze up Phil. So in short, what, while we're going to get Phil back, you know, um, it is, I mean, you guys got to know that those who carry guns, you're under attack. <laughs> you really are. And I'm saying, you know, politically uh, more so than anything. And, um, you know, some of these, you know, governors, some of these, you know, sheriffs, uh, you know, some of these, you know, politicians are really going after you guys and just trying to find a reason to take your guns away. And you have to, um, you know, just think about, okay, should I just carry extra mags of 10? You know, that, that, that might be your new thing to practice, you know, reloading after, after you empty it out, you know, versus trying to, you know, carry something extended, you know, so that those are the things that you have to practice with. Phil, we lost you for a second. Finish your thought. Sorry about that. So I just was saying that I think that, you know, you, I don't know where you lost me, but you sign off on that with your CCW. You get a CCW because you're of good character. Then you need to be respectful of the sheriff and carry 10 round magazines, you yes. know, or two, as you just said. Um, not, besides that, I think you should always have a secondary magazine just in case you have a malfunction. But what, 99.9% .9 of all self-defense firearms, what, less than four rounds fired? something incidents less than four rounds fired, even in well, police officers tend, tend to have a little bit more, but most self-defense, nobody empties a magazine, right? 
No, you're right. I mean, in, in, in most cases, um, you know, four four is actually a, that's a magic number because it it, it happened because it happens so fast. Yeah. And you know, there's something about the the human body when hot lead enters. It, it 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 responds in a certain way in most cases. I'm not gonna say everybody drops because it's not like the movies, but you know, they will it, it forces them, the body actually starts turning, even the mind doesn't want to, the body starts to turn naturally because it doesn't like what's coming in. Uh, therefore, a lot of people get shot in the back and they say, I, went, I, think I shot him in the chest. No, the last two rounds went in his back because he turned around, it had nothing to do with you. So it just happens that way. But these things are hard, fast. And then they stop really quick. It seems like a long time because for you, it's probably going in slow motion. But um, it's it's a short period of time. It happens fast, happens hard, and it's over. Yep. It's not like uh, Monty Python and the hand grenade where the magic number is three, right? Not more, not less. <laughs> it's been a long time. So you're dating yourself. I have not watched Monty Python. Look at my hair, man. It used to be dark when I first met you. Look at this. I got titanium coming out the side of my head. I think I had hair maybe when I met you. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the next items is, is something that came up actually this week for us. And it's an administrative action by a law enforcement entity uh, related to your firearm mm -hmm. that is not a result of uh, a self-defense action. And depending on where you're at, and, and I know that there is a court ruling that was overturned in the last two weeks, um, but like locally here, if, if I am arrested for a domestic violence charge, yeah. um, they're going to ask me to surrender my firearms. Yeah. Uh, it's If there's a, a victim protection order against me, that they're going to ask me to surrender my firearms. There's certain things. And that's one of the things that's, that's very, very important for our members to understand is that doesn't give you any kind of right to refuse entry into your home or anything like that. Um, because they can obtain search warrants and, and recover that stuff. So the, the smart thing to do is, is to just be as cooperative as you can move forward, address those things through the courts, um, address them properly. Um, I've, I've worked cases like that to where they were used kind of as a weapon against one of the involved persons. Right. Um, but I also understand the need to have those uh, and have laws like that in place because you're talking about such such things are such emotional things for people and and you don't want that overreaction so yeah I mean, and, and you said a mouthful right there um yeah. and you covered a couple of different things uh, i'll back back up just a second for you um one of the things that rob is is talking about is well is, is it illinois that's kind of out of control right now yeah is it so illinois those who are members there i mean really be mindful they are taking these secondary charges, right? And coming back because they know that you have a firearm and and, and making, you know, application to, to get a, a warrant to go and confiscate your firearms from secondary charges, right? And it has nothing to do with a red flag type case, correct? Isn't, isn't that, I, I know I'm gonna, I'm doing it in a layman's way, but 
Uh, you, you can probably cover that later. I think we are going to send something out on that. But those cases and also what Rob is discussing when he's saying, you know, somebody might use it as a weapon. We're talking about your ex-wives, your ex-girlfriends, um, business partners that you've had problems with, you know, that are that know that you have firearms and, and, and they file, you know, these victim protective orders against you or these domestic violence things. You have to be mindful with all those because that doesn't fall in, in line with us covering you for a red flag incident. It's not a red flag incident. And I'm calling it red flags because that's the tagline for it now. But um, those type incidents where, you know, they're saying that you're a danger to others, you know, and um, and that you may use your firearm to hurt some people and they and they get, you know, a judge to sign off on, you know, law enforcement to come to your home and confiscate your weapons. Rob is at, he's actually right again. You have to cooperate with them. You cannot use force against them, not even physical force to stop them from coming in your home. Give them the firearms that, that 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 they're seeking, and then you know, then you have to look for an attorney. Now, it doesn't mean that if you call us up that we won't you know try to find you a courtesy attorney, but it's not something that we would pay for. Um, you still have to pay for it on your own. So these relationships you have outside of us, meaning your personal relationships, you got to be mindful. You know, of people that might you know target you or use that against you because you're going to be on your own again. Yeah, you know, and in the uh... In our system out here in the People's Republic of Occupied California, they can get all of this and come against you without you even knowing it. Yeah. So, so you're not invited, you know, most restraining orders, you're notified there's a hearing, not the firearm restraining order. They decide to come do a no knock. And, you know, it seems to, sometimes I, I guess it's, it's police officers tactics. I don't understand all of them, but it seems to me you'd be better off catching the guy at a, uh, when he's filling up at a gas station, walking up and saying, Hey, Hey, we're going to do this as opposed to a no knock at 4am to a guy, you know, has firearms. That's just, I, I don't see why they, they do these things, but you know, again, that's their tactical call on well, their end. Not, Phil, you know, I mean, because I was on SWAT for 10 years, you know, my last five years, we went away from a lot of the no knock warrants for that reason. You yeah. know, they start catching them rolling because it's safer for you to get them away from the home. Exactly. You know, you know and, and and I think it's more so, and get, tell me if I'm wrong, Rob, I think it's more of the sheriff's departments that do stuff like that than, yes. than city police. Yes. It's not something that, that, that we did here at all, Phil. It's always the sheriff's department that, that would take care of that type of action. But um, and then and then where you are, every sheriff acts independent of each other, correct? Yep. It's county for county. Yes. Yeah. So, and, we, and we've got a great. I mean, we have Chad Bianco is our our sheriff here in Riverside County, in when I'm in California, and uh, he's a great Second Amendment supporter. You guys have probably seen him on the news and stuff. Uh, he's absolutely awesome. He's been great with CCWs. I respect the man a lot. Um, so you know, but. If you live in this county, you're one sheriff's election away from the tables turning on you. I mean, that's the, the way the political aspect is, um, especially in the People's Republic of Occupied California. <laughs> hey, and, and, I, and I always like to give tips and stuff as, as well. But like, if you are concerned and you believe that someone is at your door that is not a police officer, so I'm not going to say that that doesn't ever happen where there's somebody just trying to pose as one. Um Tell them to stand by. Said, I'm going to cooperate, but I need you to stand by for a second and call 911 and you figure out what agency they're from and see if this is a legitimate call. And do they have officers or sheriffs at your house? 
And then you know, that's one way of just, just kind of verifying before you allow someone in your home. But, um, you know, that's really the main thing I want you to do. Just be mindful, be careful, uh, and just take notes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that kind of covers the any other kind of com confiscation that was not related to use of force, um, but is not a red flag incident. Yes. A red flag incident is actually um, an administrative action from the courts. It's it's typically a, a an order from a judge, um, and that's how those come come about. It's not like somebody just showing up and saying, "Hey, we're we're here to seize your firearms." Usually, it, it it's the the covered things that that Stan was talking about <clears throat> are orders from a judge. They're they're being served by law enforcement. Um, with that court order and and full compliance is is the only way to to respond with those things. <clears throat> um, other things are are coverages or or incidents that occur outside your coverage area. Um, yeah. You know we have a lot of competitors that that will cover you in your home state. And if you want additional coverage beyond your the borders of your home state, that's an additional charge. Um, we we don't charge extra. We just we just cover you for whoever you you have uh, uh, your permit with. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. just lost, and, lost and, you, and, you, and you have reciprocity. Yes, so reciprocity. That's what you you were searching for. <laughs> But yeah, so so we cover you, you know, where you have reciprocity, and 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 here's the important thing that you need to. It's going to be an important take from this discussion in reference to traveling with your firearm. And I'm talking about by car. Yes, you will be covered where you have reciprocity. These are the things that you need to know before you get in the car and drive anywhere with your firearm outside of your own state. You need to know which states are friendly to my state, which state you know actually cover my permit. And then also find the ones that will allow you to drive through and have no issues with you being there if they are a you know constitutional carry state or one of those type states. Um, yeah. So you, you, need, you need to figure out your map and map yourself through those friendly states and kind of avoid the other ones, you know, because, um, you know, if you are and, and if you do find yourself there, then make sure it's locked properly. There's several, um, you know, apps and stuff. That I, I think uh, concealedcarry.com does that, right? He does, he's got a great, great site on that. They, they, Tom, they have a great app. He's one of our partners as well. Jacob over there, they, they, they produce an app that, you know, tells you, you know, if you have to, you know, notify an, an officer, if you get pulled over, you know, where you have reciprocity, you know, how you need to travel with your firearm, how it needs to be either in a container or not, or locked or separated from your, 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 um, your magazine and such. So make sure you 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 do your homework before you travel because it is important. But know that if you're in a state where you don't have reciprocity and you get into an incident, that's outside of your coverage. Now we'll probably still because you're a member help you find an attorney in that out of coverage area, but it's not something that we would pay for. Uh, we already know that there's unfriendly states like New Jersey for us, Washington State. We actually do cover Washington D.C. Washington State is unfriendly to us new york so so and, and new york for for citizens we cover for, um law enforcement there but 
but only law enforcement packages, no citizens. Right. So one of the things, California, again, doesn't play nice with anybody. So there's zero reciprocity. If you have a California CCW only, you're California only, unless you're going to a constitutional carry state like Arizona. Um, But let's say you're going to go to Denver, Colorado, or whatever, you're going to go hunting this fall. So you hop on the 15 and you cut right through the desert. No big deal. you got your CCW. Then you cut through a little piece of Arizona and all of a sudden you're in, you're in Nevada, um, right through Vegas. Yeah. And Vegas does not have reciprocity with California. So, I mean, you're just traveling to a place that might have constitutional carry. And in the meantime, one little corner, a very That's highly right. populated area you're in, um, your trip could stop right there. And, yeah, and, and then, you know, Phil, real quick, like this, this is this is when you have to like really use your head, right? Because it's like, okay, that little piece that's unfriendly, that's when I know I have to do the speed limit, right? So you do those things, do the speed limit. If, if somebody cuts you off and gives you the finger, don't get involved in the road rage there. You know, the, these are the things which you shouldn't in any way with something like that. But, you know, a lot of people get in trouble because they believe because I have a firearm, I'm going to act any way I want. And sometimes it's not really a mature way to be when you have a firearm and it could get you arrested. You know, um, you know, we, we have a lot of issues with road racing and brandishing in, in the state of California. Um, hey, side note, we got a big win in Los Angeles County just recently. So um, with a shooting incident, and we we're really proud of that one. Very surprised because, you know, you know, how sometimes- it's pretty short. Didn't take a lot of time for that either, did it? No, it didn't take a lot of time for that. And we can't really nice. yeah. talk about it, talk about it yet. But but oh, yeah, when we do, I mean, it's an important case. But, you know, we really do a good job with your legal strategy because we, we help the, the local attorneys. And, you know, Don West will sit with them and work on your legal strategy. And those things help. Now, back it up, back onto the conversation. You have to really be mindful when you go through these unfriendly states and do everything you can do in the law to just get through it. You know, if you're going to, even like you choose to stop for meals, that's not the spot to stop because you just never, you can't control what other people do. Somebody else can come up and, you know, really challenge you, the aggressive panhandler. Somebody might try to rob you. They might come in and rob the place, whatever the case may be. Be careful and be mindful when you going through those states. You know, in, well, in, in California, one of the things the other people are doing um, is you're able to get other CCWs, like the one that covers Utah and Arizona. And that, that gives you like 37 different states. Right. So um, let's talk about that. So if somebody lives in California and their primary CCW or their residence is California, but they have an additional CCW license that covers other states, how does that affect you guys? We're really friendly uh, when it comes to that. You know, if you have a, you have multiple permits, we cover your multiple permits. So if, you, if you're covering 37 states, we cover you in 37 states. That's you awesome. Know, no, no issues. Now, and let me back up too, because people uh, we always forget this, and this is so important. We're just talking firearms now, right? But if for some reason you had to use some other type of force to defend your life, yeah, a cement squirrel, some scissors or, or, or whatever, you know, to defend your life. But, you know, you're not using your firearm. 
that's still an incident that we would care. Well, we actually cover you on that. Right. Not, not telling you to go out there and, you know, butcher anyone, but, you know, but, but know that, you know, we, we do cover you. We, I mean, that's the same thing for when you travel and we cover you in motels, hotels, RVs, you know, we, we don't bring this stuff up too often, but it's important for those who travel to know that we take care of you just as if you're at home, as long as you're in some of these states. Right. If you uh, tie two cement squirrels together, is that a nunchuck or how does that qualify? Is that it's a, it's a nutchuck? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Um, you already touched on it, Stan, about uh, New Jersey and Washington State, but we, we do get this question pretty frequently that, no, I don't live there but I'm just traveling. Yeah, but it's the same thing. The answer yeah. is no, we don't cover it. No, I mean, we just said that, you know, New Jersey is really unfriendly. And, you know, I was born in Jersey. They are so unfriendly. Yeah. Uh, that they We can't even operate in that state. So we don't operate. We don't sell, you know, memberships. We do not, you know, service anyone in that state. They just don't allow us. And there's nothing wrong with our, our, our product. It's just New Jersey's unfriendly. <clears throat> um, this this one should go without saying, but unfortunately, it's something we do have to say. Um, if your action is criminal in nature, yeah, that's that's automatically not a, a covered incident. Yeah, and then you know, and don't don't let these competitors trick you in the way because there's some there's some new lawyers out there saying that hey, they say they don't cover criminal acts. We're absolutely not talking about what's associated with your your contact. We're it's not talking about what somebody has charged you with. But if you decide to do a burglary, a bank robbery, a drive-by shooting, any of these these happy felonies that we don't want to associate with, um, we're not going to cover you. You know, so it has nothing to do with you know just if somebody charged you with murder. We were the first in the nation to defend a murder charge against a member. And I'm talking about first in the nation as in all of our competitors as well. And we defended it well. And in and, that particular case with Stephen Maddox, you had the, not only did you have the, the police said he was guilty, you had the prosecutors, investigators, all of them, you know, the entire line, you know, aligned him with murder. And, and we fought that case and we won. So, you know, it has nothing to do with that, but, you know, you really have to walk away from anything illegal and, and it keeps, and you guys need to be proud of us because it keeps the, the gang members, the, all these other, these other Perfect. folks from, from being involved with a group that you're involved with. Like, like we really see ourselves and, you know, when we look across the board, although everybody's going to do what they, they will do, they will absolutely cover you in the way that they say they're going to do it. But it's kind of the difference between some of them like Hondas buying a Honda, you know, buying a, you know, a Ford and buying a Porsche. We're we are really high, high caliber. And, and, you know, we deliver that service with professional. Uh, we don't try to sell you things. We're not gimmicky. We don't bother you. We're not trying to give away guns and do all these things. To, not not multi-level. No, we, I mean, we're not doing that. We're going to cover you like you need to be covered be, and cover like like we want. We want to be covered as well. Yes. That's how we were designed. That's why we disrupted the industry. But go ahead, Rob. Um, if you are the aggressor in an incident, mm. um, it, it's really hard to get anybody to buy into something being a self-defense when you are the one that is leading the charge. 
So yeah. touch on that. That one there, I mean, that one hurts. And I, I say it hurts in that we say this over and over again, that you have to be a victim, right? You can't call yourself a victim if you're the aggressor, you know? So this is what I say, like, and the thing that gets people, you know, it's this, I showed him my gun because he cut me off and, you know, he said I pointed at him, but I didn't, or I got out the car and, you know, I just pointed, I pointed my firearm at him and his wife. And it's like, what the F are y'all doing? Like, really? Like, you know, stop being so aggressive and figure it out because it has to be you, you know, because the incident doesn't call for it, you know, but you step into it and saying, okay, I was in fear for my safety. There's a really big difference between being fear for your safety, and being fear for your life. Okay. And we cover incidents where you're in fear for your life mostly. Okay. And now there's some other ones, of course, we, we do the, the lower things as well, but please know that just because you didn't fit, but you felt unsafe. You know, a lot of people just, you know, teaching you to say that. And that sounds like some bad trainers that's telling you to say the right things. You have to do the right thing and you yeah. can't be the aggressor. Yeah, easy enough. Um, you can't you can't kick the hornet's nest and then claim self-defense. Um, people would be shocked to know that we do this, um, but we do. There are times where we have a member call in with something and their actions are so egregious, so over the top, that it's not even wise for us to continue to do business with them. Yeah. Uh, yes. We, we've had some of those. Yes. Um, but you're, yeah. you're talking about things that hadn't even caused a charge yet, right? Or haven't haven't had an incident, just no, someone's no. behavior on the side. Some people some have, have some haven't. Yeah. Um, it's about 50-50 feel, really. Like I'll, I'll give you for instance, because this man is gone. Like when it comes across my desk, and it's because I usually make that call. You know, you have a gentleman that's tired of the kids laughing when they go by his home in the school bus. So he steps out of the on the porch and he shoots at the school bus because he's tired of them. It's obvious that there's something wrong with that person and that he should not be aligned with our service. And I, I sent him on his way and gave him a full refund because we just, we don't play that. We don't have people do crazy <laughs> stuff and think that you can be covered like that. I mean, you are so, I mean, it's, and that one there was more criminal than anything, but you know, but, but, but you but, can't but shoot a school bus. It's a real call. You'd be surprised some of these things that we get. But on the on the lower side of it, you know, I mean, there's things that you can do where you place yourself, you know, really as a suspect. And I can't see how they don't see it. But you are a suspect when you are this, you know, aggressive and you take some stances and you put your hands on people and you do other things that you should not. Um, but we get them. So that one, we don't have to spend too much time on, Rob. It's like, yo, use your head, people. You know, um, the majority of our members, I absolutely love you guys because we don't have to deal with that. And, and that's the other beautiful thing about CCW Safe is that in the way that we market, our members are smarter, right? <laughs> Some of the other ones that are the lower end carriers, please go to those other companies. And they do, you know, they fall for the gimmicks. We're not gimmicky because we want the people to do their research 
know that, you know, we're the most experienced, know that we give the best benefits, know that we have a great track record. And it's hard to find anything bad about us on the Internet. So we're really proud of our, our what we do. And every member is not for us. So that's what I'm saying. No, and, you know, that's part of being exclusive. It protects the company. So you have the assets to defend the people you need to because you're not spending time and energy defending people who are indefensible with their actions. It's also being a good steward for the rest of our members who are right things. That is, that is absolutely the, the biggest thing right there is that we're not wasting time on a bunch of clowns out there that are, that are using this as a license to act out. So once, once they've shown that side of them, they're done. And and I've just always been so proud that, that I work for a, a bunch of men that go, no, give him all his money back. Just refund him completely and tell him to go on down the road. I'm, it's not about the dollar. It's about the service. And that's a, that's a really big deal. Oh, really, Rob? And um, just to piggyback your thought, you know, we, I mean, I'm like, I like, so that's what I'm saying. I love our members. Um, but we go over and beyond the call of duty, even if it's something that's not a benefit sometimes. And, and you can get this from testimonies and people that work with us will say, okay, you know, although we don't, we don't really cover that. Let's put this man up in a hotel for a week. You know, yeah. if he has some security, you know, concerns. Yes. Let's, let's send our guys out there and kind of recon and see if there's you know, any unfriendlies and, and then try to take care of them and, and make sure that he and his, his family, we're not just take care of you, we're taking your family as well. So although we don't have, we don't market that, we don't put that in benefits. We take you on as our family members when we, when you call, make that phone call Yeah. And, and, and you don't lose us for years. Um, another thing is we are not your point of reference for your family members that are not members. Um, and we get those calls way more than I ever would have dreamt. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, my, my brother was involved in this incident and he's not a member, but can you at least point us in the right direction and, and maybe get us an attorney or something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that one's an easy one. I mean, anybody that hears this, us talking about it is going to understand that's not me, you know, um, because, you know, I mean, it'd be nice if we can like open up and we, we're not a law firm. So so we, we can't just kind of pick and choose attorneys do that. We, we hire expert attorneys to handle your self-defense incidents. But you have to be a member. Again, that falls back on one of the first ones we stated. You know, you have to be a member to get service. And those that have been on borderline or try to get become a member afterwards, it doesn't work that way. Uh, those nope. who, you know, attorney referrals, we can't just do that. We can't spend time. Don is too important to us yes. to have to do referrals for family members. He's too important. He needs to be there for the people that have actually used force or used deadly force. We have to, we got to be there for that. Go ahead, Phil. Well, I'm just saying the other part is because you're not an insurance company, you know, the, the only thing you can do legally is help members. You can't extend outside. There's a whole different provision for the corporate structure on that, that it's it's all services are member driven only, which allows you to provide a lot better service than if you were an insurance company of some kind. Absolutely. And, and you're right there. You, you hit it right on the head because the power of us not being an insurance company, you know, and CCW Safe is insured, 
the members are not um, insured. They are beneficiaries of our benefit member service, right? So we're able to extend um, the high caliber service that that we we have and be there for them. And also, that's why we can move our numbers around. You can't do that with with um, being attached to insurance companies in the way that most of our competitors are. You know, you also have an issue with because they they always push on civil liability and this and that civil civil defense civil liability well the civil case also please know that because if you deal with insurance at all know that when an insurance company presents an attorney they're working on behalf of the company company not the member we hire you civil attorneys that work on behalf of the member not the company totally different um, and one of the other things that that kind of is just a, a information thing only. It's not anything that requires any kind of action or inaction or, and that's that's just a report from members, um, a call just to let us know that this this occurred. There's no arrest. There's no need for services. Um, it's it's just an information report only. Yeah. We get those um, now, and, and then Rob, it's about 50-50. Some of them, if it is an incident that's, that could call for the police to come out, you know, possibly, um, you know, like a um, a display of a weapon that happens a lot. So like, so those are the ones that we get where say, I, I displayed my gun, but the guy ran off or, you know, this and that. Uh, I display, I thought something was happening, but I was wrong about it. So I, I holstered. I don't think they called the police. We'll leave those open. I mean, we, we don't work them immediately, but, you know, we'll, we'll we'll file the claim on it and we'll leave it open just in case something happens down the road. We at least, no, you, you were notified. And speaking of notification, please, you have to notify us of the incident. If not immediately, within the first 48 hours, that's where we can kind of help. That, that's that special place. Don't do something and then come back to us eight months later and say, oh, yeah, this happened. And oh, I shot somebody and I thought it was going to be all right. We've had those. <laughs> I thought it was going to be all right. And they came back and they filed charges on me. You have to be careful. If you have any contact with police like that, if you have to use some type of force, let us know. Uh, Rob said it early on. I'm I'm gonna say it again. Be the first one to call nine one one. Police across the nation see the first person to call is the victim. If a suspect does something to you, and runs off and says this guy's pointing a gun at me, he's just crazy. You're the suspect. You're not the victim. Now you got to undo all that because we've had some of those as well. So make sure you call first. It's very important. You know, well, one you of the, the, go, ahead, go ahead, Rob. Sorry. So go ahead. I can wait. Well, you, you were talking about the that that window, you know, call us, let us know quickly. Um, you know, that that good conclusion that we had recently in Los Angeles was absolutely a result of being able to get out there and get get in front of it and, and start working the thing before something kind of blew up into something bigger than what it was, because it was a really good it was a horrible incident for our member. <clears throat> His response was lawful. It was just, um, it was appropriate. And he did all of the right things after that. 
Um, and, and he even, it was, it was even something that, you know, he, he spent a night in jail for it, for doing the right thing. But the end result was the result that he needed for his life. And it's the result that we wanted to have for him because it was a, it was a good self-defense case. Yeah. And that was, wasn't that in LA County? Was So, which has one of the worst district attorneys as far as second amendment is concerned, right? Gascon. Uh, Absolutely. If you're, you have a situation there, uh, you absolutely have to have coverage because you're, you saw what they tried to do to this guy. Yes. And then, you know, in, in, in speaking on that, um, Phil, that's why I said that's such a big win, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you're in an unfriendly state. You have a... Unfriendly state, county. unfriendly county, unfriendly city. County, unfriendly city. Trifecta. And, and we did boots on the ground, literally. You know, Rob and Gary went out there uh, to service the member within 24 hours and helped him through this case. Uh, there was a couple of lessons learned there. You know, he was smart enough to give the emergency number to his girlfriend who helped us get the initial information. Because sometimes if you get in the back of a police car, they're not going to allow you to use the phone. Use the phone quickly, get on with 911 and get off with 911. Get on with us so you can start your service. If you don't, and if something happens to you, make sure your spouse, a family member or girlfriend, boyfriend, has the information so that they can give us the information to start. Um, and in that particular case too, we ended up having Don West fly out and, and, and help the attorney through, you know, drafting something prior to a charging decision. And, and that's kind of why we got ahead of that one. Uh, it was before they made a decision to charge him. You know, he was arrested for it and the difference between arrest, arrested for something and charged with something, you know. So before a charging decision was made from the DA's office, we went ahead and, and and got on it and we were able to show that it was, you know, a self-defense incident on paper, you know, so through the the, the legal means. So we, we we did our thing out there and I'm really, I'm proud of Don, I'm proud of Rob and Gary for doing what they did, uh, especially as dangerous as Los Angeles is, you better take your gun. <laughs> especially where we were at. I can't believe you hanging out over there in that thing. <laughs> but yeah, but a whole lot of lesson learned. So we're, we're pretty happy, man. We're, 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 we're awesome. I, I know we come up on the hour now and we probably need to put. I wanted to bring up just one other thing. Um, the fact that you are not an insurance company. So let's say that I was unfortunately involved in a self-defense weapons charge and uh, everything is okay. Um, they drop it all the way down to, okay, he had a high capacity magazine misdemeanor and it's like, you know, why quit fighting this? So what it's a hundred dollar fine, take it and move on. Right. So you take that plea. Mm -hmm. Uh, if it is an insurance company, what happens to that person in that situation? Usually drop you. And if not, they'll, they'll they'll jack, they'll, I mean, I mean, if you have the answer, tell me. My understanding is if they've paid for your self-defense and then you cop a plea, then they recoup the money that they spent on that. So what you're talking about, some, how some of these other organizations operate and with the recruitment clauses, you know, you know for them to operate and, you know, being, being attached to an insurance company because an insurance company cannot um, fund. A willful uh, act. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a willful act. Uh, so, you know, in doing so in the criminal act as well, in doing so, you have to state that 
that company will give you the money. And if they pay 250,000, 400,000 for your case, if it's a death case and you have to take a plea, you have to pay all that money back. And, you know, it's kind of shameful. We don't do that. There's no reimbursement with our company because we're not attached to like that. We don't have recruitment clauses because we're not attached to insurance companies. Uh, so, I mean, we really designed this thing well to to be here for a long time and to be able to take care of you in a proper way. Mm-hmm. All right, Rob, you want to do takeaways or what you got? Yeah, Phil, what do you what what uh, do you have any takeaways from today's show? But yeah, my best part of my show is Stan Campbell. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Uh, you don't have many friends like me, Phil. You don't have many friends like me. I'm gonna say it just like that. <laughs> actually it's growing it's growing okay good how about you Stan hey guys for me um, I I did did a lot of talking but my greatest takeaway is what I have listed on my uh, my quote on my email which is operate in the same way you would if you did not carry a firearm when you're carrying one. And what I mean by that is don't let that boost your ego and push you into making mistakes. Not a superpower. You're costly. Yeah, good stuff. Um it it's important. You you guys gotta know what uh you know we we provide an awful lot of stuff, but uh you have your own obligations to stay in alignment with your coverage. So that's that's a really big deal. That's that's kind of why we wanted to share these things with you and let you know uh, how to get the most service for for your membership. And and uh, as always, our our biggest thing is is for you guys to to be safe. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. We thank thank you guys for paying attention to us. Um, as always, I always welcome every question comment concern complaints about phil that you have Um, (laughs) you can you can reach me directly at rob rob at ccwsafe.com so thanks for tuning in we will see you guys next time thank you so much see you guys